Welcome to episode number 83 of the Grab Blogger Podcast. This is the podcast where helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you by giving you the tools, the strategies, the tips, and the techniques you need to build an online business around research experience, around your background, around your expertise, and around the changes you want to make in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Coloney, and today we have kind of a fun episode. You'll just be hearing from me today. It's a solo recording. And I'm talking about the very big topic of finding your reason for being and direction in life, and that's with Ikigai. This is a, a little bit of a kind of a deep topic, a big topic, but it's something I've been diving into recently myself personally. I've come across a couple of different resources and a couple of things that I've found interesting. I thought it might be interesting to, to share that on the podcast as well. So during a, a recent uh, college vacation, I actually read the book Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life by Hector Garcia and Francis Morales. I'm not 100% sure I've said those names right, but I'll try my best. Uh, that makes another note. I'm also not sure if I'm saying Ikigai right, but I'm trying my best there as well. So my apologies if I've I've heard it called Ikigai and Ikigai and a couple other things, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Ikigai for, for this episode. But when I read this book during my vacation, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really interesting hearing about sort of this, this Japanese background, this philosophy, finding your, your purpose and direction in life. Obviously, this is something I tie a lot into visualization of what I'd like to do in my life and, and you know where my business goes and supports that. That's something I've talked about in the podcast before, building a business that can support the life that you want to live. But I, I was a little bit stuck because I didn't know, one, I didn't know what my, my guy was, and two, I really didn't know how to actually go ahead and, and start moving forward with this. So I was a little bit stuck. So I did some more digging into these concepts, understanding this concept of of Ikigai. And I actually read another book on that same trip that was One Small Step Can Change Your Life, The Kaizen Way uh, by Dr. Robert Moore. And this is another Japanese philosophy that's all around continuous change. So making small continuous improvements. It's something that uh, went into Toyota manufacturing and it really helped them dominate for a, a long time the, the car manufacturing world. And in that book, there's a small little exercise, and I'll talk about this exercise in this episode, but I was able to combine this exercise with the concept of Ikigai and and come up with what my purpose was and give myself a direction through this whole process. And it was about a month long to do that. We'll talk about it at the end of this episode and and also talk about this exercise, but I thought it'd be interesting to record a podcast episode on this broader topic. So in today's episode, we'll talk about why finding your purpose is important, what is Ikigai, um, and maybe even what it's not a bit. How does having a purpose in Ikigai help with your business and your life? Um, I'm going to talk through this exercise that I, I kind of got from combining the two books. We'll put this exercise into a six-step framework that you can download at grabblar.com slash 83. Just go through these six steps in order to, uh, to determine your, your own Ikigai. And then we're going to talk about the outcome of, of doing this exercise for a month for myself and actually learn some things about myself, my skills, what I want to do in the world, and also how that applies to some of the areas that I'm not quite as strong in. Um, but we'll get into that when we get to that point in the episode recording. As always, you can download the transcripts of this podcast episode at grablar.com slash 83. There'll be a nice PDF download that you can, a PDF transcript rather, that you can download there for this episode. So I want to talk just by starting with, you know, why finding your purposes is important. And this came from a, a really great quote that I, I liked in this Ikigai book that said, a compass is much better than a map. I thought that was really powerful. A compass is much better than a map. You think about this as a business plan. You have this you know, 35-step business plan, took you a year to write. It's 160 pages, and it doesn't work. And the reason is that 
maps don't work. Maps only work until you get off or stop working when you get off that trail and you have to re-navigate and then you're really in trouble. But if you have a compass, you're not as in much trouble. You can find your way wherever kind of life knocks you off. And I mean, it's, it's just like a, a business plan. So there are methodologies where you have a target in business and you continually adjust feedback and get to the point that you want to be. And this may be something more scrim- similar to, say, Scrum Framework rather than a you know waterfall business plan method. This really ties directly into this concept of Kaizen or continuous improvement of having the compass, having the point in the future that you want to get to, having the driving purpose um, and the reason for being, and using that as the tool then constantly readjust, constantly learn, constantly get feedback from the system that you're you're working in to to drive yourself, drive your life, and drive your business. So, and those are some of the reasons why have, having a, a purpose is really so important. Is this is this is your driving compass, and it's much better than you know. I, I work with people in the the coaching world where I say, here's the the five step framework to do this, and you know you follow the steps. But the real expertise and real challenge comes when you get knocked off one of those steps, or you got to do a lateral move, or you need to switch or pivot. And that's where having this compass is really important. In terms of Ikigai, I've really found two different versions of this. Um, one's pretty prolific. If you Google Ikigai, I'm sure you're going to come across it. And from my limited understanding, this is the, the North American version. But it manifests itself as a, a Venn diagram. The Venn diagram has four circles. What you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. And it sort of has the different overlaps um, defined in different ways. It's your passion, your mission, your vocation, your profession. So those are the overlaps between any two circles. But in the center of this, the thing that lies in what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at is your your ikigai. Um, this is your, your purpose or your reason for being. That's what you're generally going to find is the North America version of ikigai. Again, I'm not an expert in this. There's probably somebody who's done studying here and can correct me. Please send me an email at chris at and let me know. Maybe we'll get you on the podcast to talk about it. But that's what I see as the North American version of Ikigai. From my understanding, if you come from a Japanese looking at Ikigai or the, you know, the Japanese principles of it, it really translates into a reason for being, uh, direction or you know, purpose in life, more of this company vision. And it, it just seems to be much less, we'll say, mechanistic than you know, drawing a Venn diagram, putting everything in, and then picking the one that has all these overlaps. There, there seems to be something deeper. And I really got into this when I was reading this Ikigai book. It went beyond just this diagram, in my opinion. And when you read more about Ikigai, it really dives deeper. The people that are using this or inherently you know, taught it from childhood will say, don't draw a Venn diagram and pick the thing in the middle and, and have come up. You know, it's more about ex- exploration. It's more organic than that. So in terms of you know, how does this help you with your business and your life then, the mechanistic answer would be, well, you can keep coming back and saying, is this thing in the region of the Venn diagram that I want to be working in? Maybe it's only in one region and you can say, no, we, we're not doing that. We got to do something that's in the middle. But again, this is really, you know, not a, in my vision, not really as satisfactory as the, the core meaning, which is, you know, your reason for being. And one example that I found in some of the reading I've done is, is this example of tending the garden. So it really comes up time and time again in the Japanese readings of going in every morning and removing the weeds, cutting back the oak growth, picking the blossoms when they're ready to be removed, just every day going in and tending the garden, tending the garden. And I guess I'm trying to think of a good example here. If you were locked up 
and unfortunately this happens in the world and this happened over the last several centuries, if you were locked up in a very bad situation and unable to achieve your purpose in life, if you were unable to work in the center of your diagram because you weren't allowed or you didn't have the resources or you didn't have the capability, then you could still use this idea of ikigai and, and tending the guard metaphor to have a direction, to have a purpose for being. It can still be a guiding principle. What I mean by this is, you know, maybe you, you've lost your legs in a car accident. Now you're, you can't achieve your life's purpose of finishing a marathon, maybe, although that's definitely debatable. But you can still use this concept of having a reason for being, having a direction and a purpose as something to get you through the days and get you through still going towards your goal. And maybe you'll find another way to achieve that same goal, even though it's not this mechanic way of pulling it out. So I'll give you some examples here. You know, tending the garden could actually be tending a garden. You see a lot of this in the Japanese culture. It could be mind sculpting, affirmations, meditation, um, visualization, using that to, to create different neural pathways so you think differently. It could be chunking off time for your family every day, using that as tending your garden, if that's what your, you know, your life's purpose is. Working on your health, on your body, on your mind, whatever that is for you, tending the garden is a, a more organic and holistic way to be thinking of this than just picking this Venn diagram and plotting all the things that you're doing. Um, it really gives something to keep coming back to, to, to understanding what does your Ikigai do and help you with in your business and your life. So I read this and I thought it was powerful and it's kind of my, my background to enjoy things like this, I guess, is a good way to put it. But I, I had a question. It was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to actually go about doing this. How would I figure out my purpose? I didn't know what my purpose was. I was sitting here at a cottage. I was reading these books. You know, it was a beautiful view over the lake um, with my family. My, my job, my work is, is, is far away, but how does it all kind of tie together? So when I was reading this other book, this Kaizen book, there's this really great example here, and I sort of tied the two together and came up with this framework that I then applied for myself. So the example from the Kaizen book was, um, it's kind of a silly example, but then it has really meaningful implications for asking questions and making improvements in your life. Just imagine that you're working at an office and you know, you're know you there for two years and every day is sort of the, the same. It's an office job. And one day you come in and your boss says, what color was the car that you parked beside this morning? Well, you probably think that she's nuts, first of all, or, or he's nuts for asking such a strange question, but you probably wouldn't be able to answer it. But then imagine you come back in the next day and they ask the same question. What color is the car beside you when you parked today? You probably still won't know the answer. But if they did that every day, eventually you'd start to take notice of, you know, I parked beside a blue car today, a yellow car. You'd be able to answer it really easy. Your mind would just start picking that up because you drop that question there every day. Every day, what color is that car? Oh, it's a blue car. It was a gold car. It was a green car. The day that they don't ask what color is that car, you'll still know what color the car is. And you'll probably also be kind of longing, saying, well, what are you doing? You're supposed to ask me the color of the car today. I know what it is. I know it's yellow or gold or whatever it is. Um, your brain will start to search for ways to answer those questions if you keep dropping them in there. But the whole point of this for the Kaizen book was this is a great way to implement small changes. You can ask these, I think the name of the chapter was implement small changes by asking small questions. So every day ask a question, how can I improve I don't know, what I'm eating today or what, whatever it is. But if you keep asking this question every day, your brain will go to work figuring this out and get you answers and get you systems put in place to be able to handle that. When I read this, I really realized that you could apply this to answering the question of what is my purpose or what is my reason for being or what is my direction in life, what is my ikigai. 
And that's what I, I set out to, to do. So I'm sort of back putting a framework on this. But I'll go through the six-step framework to be able to do this yourself. And I'll, I'll finish up this episode by talking about what I learned about myself from doing this. So the six steps to finding your Ikigai then are to, step one, create a, a vision board space. So this is a, a space in your home or in your workplace, a place you can come back to every day. Maybe this is impossible for you. Maybe your circumstances are such that you're traveling a lot or you're on the road or you can't be at home, you can't have the same space. Well, that's fine. You can kind of create a space in your mind, maybe by having an artifact that you open up and look at every day. And that's the thing that you come back to every day. But you need either a physical or a mental vision space where you can come back and ask these questions every day. Step two is to write the question. So I chose the question of what is my purpose? Really, you want to make this meaningful for you. I didn't ask the question, what is my guy? Because that word doesn't have as much deep meaning to me as, you know, what is my purpose? You should do the same thing. Think about how to frame the question so it means the most for you, make it meaningful, make it in your own words. Don't put, you know, jargon in there, buzzy words, because you want something to be something that you actually are, your brain's going to go to work on figuring out. Step three is to ask yourself the question every day. So say it out loud. I usually say, you know, two or three times, and I give myself two minutes just to think about it. Maybe I go sit down on the couch and just, just think. Don't stress out if nothing comes to mind or if you can't figure it out. That's completely normal, and the answers will actually come later. It's just important to drop that question in there every day. What color is the car? What is my purpose? And if you keep doing that day after day, you'll find that eventually that question starts to answer itself. It's kind of funny because eventually the answer usually comes when you're not asking the question at some other point in the day. But um, eventually it will come to fruition, and you'll start to get answers there. Step four is to keep a journal handy. So you want to do this. When the answers come, you won't be able just to capture those and sort them and kind of play around with those ideas. And as you start to get some, you'll start to get an avalanche of ideas coming every morning. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? That was step four, keep a journal handy. Step five is to pick a fixed framework to repeat the exercise. I like to do two weeks or a month time frame. I found that one week after doing this on a couple different things now is just too short for me. My brain's usually too empty for that first week. Um, and you get through that kind of latency period before my brain starts working on it. And then step six is after you finish that one month time frame, you commit to doing it for a full month or for a full two weeks, wherever it's going to be. Then you actually change the question. This is a really powerful part of Kaizen of this continuous improvement is you can change the question to some other part of your life or even change the question to the same topic, but a different question inside that topic and keep doing this every day and doubling down on these different aspects of your life. I would say that if you do pick a two-week time frame or one-month time frame, force yourself to continue with the original question until you're done. Even if you feel like you're, you know, you're not getting more out of it, you may get some those really big flash of brilliance in those hard moments when you're forcing yourself to do this towards the end. So that is the six-step process. Step one, create a vision board. Step two, write the question. Step three, ask yourself the question every day. Step four, keep a journal handy. Step five, pick a fixed time frame to repeat the exercise. Step six, repeat with a different question afterwards. So we've combined those up, put them into a cheat sheet, into a framework that you can download at grabblogger.com slash 83. Start to apply your life. Apply to figure out what is your, your reason for being, what is your ikigai, and how can this lead to the, the direction that you want in your life. Or apply to other continuous areas of improvement that you like to see in your life as well. So I want to close out this episode by talking about what is my reason for being. What did I learn about myself from doing this exercise. I'm going to talk about the, the four weeks, week one, week two, week three, and week four, because I did it for a full month. And actually, a lot of interesting stuff came out of this that's going to change 
the way I approach my business. It's also going to change the way I approach my life. And it gave me some structure to some things that I previously hadn't understood as well before I went through this exercise. So during week one, I really kind of struggled. I, you know, I'd ask myself this question, what is my purpose in life? And it was just blank. There was like literally, even if there was thoughts, they weren't cohesive. By the end of the week, you know, I, I was pretty much ready to quit. But one of the days later on in the week, an idea came to mind. And that idea was, it was actually a word, it was community. I realized that the things that I'm doing in my business, the pinnacle of that, the most profitable and the most powerful from an impact perspective things are all around this idea of building communities that make big change in the world. So the Dust Safety Academy, we're building educational and training community there in order to see a year zero fatalities by 2038 in, in the industries that we deal with. And then at the self-tenure community, we're looking to help a thousand academics, each help a thousand people. So this idea of building communities seemed to be really important in my direction, in my purpose, and in my life. Going into week two, I had some other realizations that were really kind of interesting. So one day I just had these, this, I, this word came to mind, synthesize. I really identified this before as one of my key strengths. But two other words came to mind, synthesize, connect, and create. And that's really the way with which I'm able to build communities in my life um, and in my businesses. I, I try to go outside into other industries, try to go outside into other fields, bring that information in. This is something that a lot of academics are really good at, but creating and synthesizing all this information into you know, a cohesive single idea or single concept or single theory. Then connecting people to that theory, connecting people to each other, and and then just creating um, things like this podcast and you know things like all the content that we create. I realize that these three skills really lie at the crux of my ability to create big communities. Rather, the the community doesn't have to be big; the community can be small, but communities that can make big change in the world. And by the you know middle of week two, I was really visualizing on how these skills play into my life, into my business, and how they allow me to live my purpose of building out these communities that make big change in the world is really how everything feeds in here. So the compass is the community part, but my skills that lead into that are synthesize, connect, and create. And this started to give me ideas about, well, I really need to filter the tasks I'm doing in my business such that I'm only focusing in these kind of key areas, these zones of genius, if you will, I've heard them called before. I've already started to chop away the things and, and tend to the garden, if you will, chop away the other things that are on my plate and try to get into the place where I'm only doing these things with the core goal of, of building communities that make change in the world. So that's a summary of week two. Coming into week three, there was something still really bugging me. So I'm really good at identifying you know, business opportunities and identifying the vision for the business and figuring all that sort of angle out. But the thing that was bugging me is that that's not my life. That's only a small part of my life. It's actually the, you know, the part of my life that I want to feed the rest of my life in and how does that fit into this purpose, this reason for being? You know, family and friendships and, you know, my son and my wife and brothers and, and mothers and father. Like, how, how does this all fit in to this, you know, bigger theory? In week three, I was thinking about it. Actually, I, the ideas kind of came to me in the afternoon one day. And it was that these are actually communities as well. These are like small micro communities that still make big change. You know, everyone in my, my local family is able to touch a lot of other lives. And if I can contribute to them in a positive way, in a meaningful way, then they can contribute to others. And this really started to tie in this whole theory of you know my purpose to build communities that change the world because it placed my family and friends and friendships 
into this framework. But there's still a challenge here. And I this was coming into week four. It was still kind of bugging me. And the, the challenge is that the things that I need to do to succeed in this community, these small micro communities of my families and friends, I'm not as good at. I don't excel at like I do synthesize, connect, and create. They don't help me as much. I think this is really where the mechanistic version of Ikigai and the more organic version really differentiate. So if I were to take the mechanistic view of here's the Venn diagram, here's my skills, you know, synthesize, connect, and create is a, is a little bit... Uh, yeah, a little bit robotic to apply to your 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 children, <laughs> um, even if they are the skills that you're good at. So then I, I really started to think, well, maybe another part of this is being able to identify the needs, desires, what people in these communities, you know, empathizing with them and understanding them, you know, really working on what's outside of my skill set and how that still applies to the purpose of my life, to drive, to create communities that develop change, even their small micro communities of friends and family. And this is really where I've left off after this month-long process of, I have, you know, an, an ikigai of, of, of building communities that make big change in the world. I was able to identify some of my strengths and how they really fit into this umbrella. I was able to identify how other areas of my life fit in. But I, I also got to dive into some of these challenges. And I'll be honest, I'm still exploring these today, what they mean. How do I tend the garden in these areas of my life that are less, you know, picking an area out of a Venn diagram or more going out and, and pulling the weeds and picking the blossoms and cutting back the, the growth of the trees. And this is where I've left off here, but I have the compass in place. And I think about this quite a bit now. Okay, well, maybe it's even different communities in the future. Maybe it's not Dust Safety Academy and the self-tender community. Maybe I'm doing other communities. This is really the thing I'm good at and the thing that applies to my life and helps me to provide this compass and the structure to my, my overall thought process. So I hope you found that kind of interesting. Like I said, this is pretty much live recording of, of things I'm doing in my life in the solo episode, searching for my, my reason for being in my direction with Ikigai. And I really thought it was important to share because I did feel stuck at one point where I couldn't kind of figure out some of the answers. But this exercise, this Kaizen exercise of asking a question every day, a small question to get a small answer, actually really helped me figure this out. And I'm using this now, this Kaizen question everyday principle on other areas of my life. And maybe I'll do future podcast episodes about them as well. But I just wanted to get that out here on the podcast, both these two concepts, the one of Ikigai and, and being uh, you know, a useful frame to, for the compass of your life, but also this other you know, question answer framework for how to tackle this and, and other problems in your life as well. So I hope you found that interesting. So that's it for this episode. We talked about why finding your purpose is important, we talked about what is Ikigai, um, and a little bit about maybe what it's is in different parts of the world. We talked about how does having an Ikigai help you with your business and your life. Uh, we gave you an exercise, a, a six-step exercise to, to find your own Ikigai. Again, we'll put this into a framework that you can download at grabblogger.com slash 83. Uh, and then we talked about my process of doing this for a month, of asking these small questions and some of the realizations I came around my business, my purpose, my strengths, and even my, my weaknesses and my challenges and how that all ties in together with where I'm headed in the future as well. So as always, you can download the transcripts of this podcast episode at grabblower.com slash 83. If you think there's something interesting there that you want to be able to read back, you can download that very nice PDF transcript there, search through and find that part of the episode. If you have any questions on this stuff, you can send me an email at chris at grabblogger or go to grabblower.com slash ask, A-S-K. Ask your questions there. We'll feature them on the podcast if you'd like. 
Um, or I can just answer them one-on-one in the background as well, whatever works for you. And that's it for this episode. I just want to say, as always, thank you for listening to the Grab Blogger podcast. I'm really excited to continue to help you build your online business and make meaningful change in the world and meaningful change in your life. Thank you.